Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. I want to welcome you to another edition of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. Uh, really excited today, I have Ronnie Weiss on the line. He is the founder and owner of RW Social and also the executive director of Travel Unity. Ronnie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Ronnie, I know you um, – there's a concept that you brought up um, when we when we were kind of doing the free interview here, and you told me of how, um, how you have a nonprofit that basically came out or is very directly linked to your for-profit business. And before we get into that, so I'm really interested to see how that transpired. Um, but before we get that story out of you, if you can just give me a little bit more of your history as an entrepreneur. Sure. So, um – 2011, I created my uh, LLC, RW Social, and um, it was meant to be and continues to be around consulting, mostly social media, but other marketing and branding, mostly for the travel industry, but also some not-for-profit and other small businesses. Um, so how that came to pass was I was traveling the world for years. I taught English. I started uh, producing video and photos and writing and blogging and wanted to have a travel TV show. And my goal was really kind of focused on my own self-promotion. And in 2011, I got invited out to Senegal to do social media for Africa Travel Association at the World Congress, and everybody acted like I was from the future. So it kind of dawned on me that all this work that I was putting into uh, promoting myself and figuring out my own brand I could then apply to, to other folks, uh, especially for the social media thing. In 2011, there weren't as many social media consultants as I, I imagine there are now, and it certainly wasn't folded in uh, to a general marketing and media strategy as it should be now. Um, so that was when I started, and since then, I've worked with different destinations. So um, my company has represented Czech Tourism, the official tourism entity of the Czech Republic, current client is Lithuania Tourism, so uh, we manage their Twitter for their U.S. account and advise them on other social media and other marketing and branding strategies, so different destination work. As mentioned, I was working with Africa Travel Association, so I work with destinations there. Also event management, so um, my for-profit runs the New York Travel Festival, which uh, just completed its sixth year, and um yeah, that brings in different destinations, different travel influencers, media, and the not-for-profit actually came out of the New York Travel Festival because we focused on these issues of diversity and inclusion within the travel space. And given that the festival, its main component is only a yearly event, the not-for-profit was created to address these issues of diversity and inclusion year-round. Wow, so you started as, I feel like, and well, first of all, 2011, that's a while ago for being a social media branding agency. I, I don't know if I was, if they were on my radar back then. So what what kind of, it was, it was literally, it came out of your um, trying to do it for yourself. Is that, is that right? Did I hear that right? 
Yeah. Uh, so basically, I came across Africa Travel Association when I was trying to promote the idea that I was going to – I was looking for sponsors, basically, to get me traveling to make my own content. And they're like, well, we don't really do that, but if you want to come out to this event and work with us and help us out, that would be great. So then um, over the past few years, I would go out to Africa as part of this Congress, and I would speak about social media. So Zimbabwe in 2012, for example, people didn't want to use Facebook for their businesses because they thought of it as a dating platform. They didn't even think of it as just personal, but they thought of it as a place you find dates. So – and then depending on the country. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of how I thought about it in college. <laughs> if you think well, about and it, this was how it, how it was perceived then. I, well, so I was, was going to say yeah. when Facebook started, right? You had to be a college student, and you had to yep. have a college uh, and a college email address. So, um, well, that's interesting. Um, so it really, and all this started, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, all this started just because you wanted to travel. Is that right? You wanted to make a living doing what you like to do. I, I think that, yeah, I was basically doing it anyway. I taught English overseas in a variety of capacities. And then, you know, because I was traveling like a lot of people who end up doing that, I started making content, and that became interesting. And I think the real pivot for me was recognizing the value I had to other people. And I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, the idea of being a resource and being of use to, pe to other people who are focused on themselves I think was, was the biggest change in mindset that stays with me, which is that my job for my clients is always that it's about them and it's not about me. And my job is to highlight them, to help them highlight themselves and to work with them to get the message that they want across. And then obviously balancing the fact that I'm also a consultant in the literal sense of the term and that my clients depending on who they are, want varying degrees of truthfulness, too. Because sometimes, depending on who they are, they want pushback, and they've hired you to tell them when they're wrong. And they go, you are the expert, and I want to hear your take on this. And other times, especially with destinations that are governmental agencies, you're just going to bang your head against the wall on certain things because whoever you're dealing with has to deal with three tiers above them up until, you know, whoever literally runs the country at points for things like that. So knowing when to push, when not to push, when to be truthful, when to, to shade it a bit more, but always making sure that it's about the client is something I think that stayed with me a lot. Wow. No, I, I completely get it. And, you know, some people complain or slash say that working with, uh, you know, um, a one governmental agency is difficult. Like if you're getting a small business loan or a grant or whatever you're doing or going through a process to become a vendor. Some people say working with a corporation is difficult. I can't even imagine when the, when the country's your client, uh, <laughs> you have a whole other set of bureaucracy and uh, challenges, let's say, to get your work done. <laughs> um, and getting paid and dealing with contracts. I've had, you know, different, uh, sponsors from different countries and yeah. certain terms couldn't be used. So some countries could not sponsor my event. They needed to be listed as a partner. So I would have sponsorship contracts where I literally would have to do a find and replace and every mention of the word sponsor needed to be replaced with the word partner. And some <laughs> countries, you know, you need to sign something in the native language. Um, so, you know, you need to decide if you want to get a translator to figure out if the thing you're signing in Hungarian actually says the same thing that you gave them in English. So oh, wow. with international stuff, there ends up being an additional component of complicated uh, 
Especially yeah. with some countries where they're getting uh, money from other things in Europe when they get money from the EU and they're waiting for that, or if you're dealing with state things. And there, there, there was one contract that was supposed to have with a potential client, and they were supposed to be getting money from the federal government. And I would be listening to the news, and I'd hear, oh, this money isn't coming in. And <laughs> I was like, Wait like oh, great. And I ended up not getting that client because the federal government didn't give the local entity the money that they were supposed to be getting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, hey, let let's talk a little. Let's get a little bit deeper into your um your nonprofit and what you do. So, sure. Uh, travel so, unity. Mm-hmm. so travel unity's focus is to bring underrepresented groups further into the world of travel. It's a micro to macro vision. Micro is how do we get individuals to see travel as a part of their lives and as an activity or a career choice. So we do that through classroom programs. We're working with the New York City Department of Education um, and their hospitality schools to, to look into to internships for our students. Um, and we also do excursions locally and regionally, so getting kids to see more of what there is in New York City. Uh, some of our, our students, you know, they that we work with, they rarely leave their neighborhoods. And, you know, we had one group that we worked with where one of the kids asked, why would somebody visit New York City? And they didn't even know why New York gets so much tourism. So that lack of connection to it is one of the things we try to surmount. The middle of our vision is getting companies to consider a more diverse range of candidates, because if we're trying to get people excited about these job opportunities, if those job opportunities are not truly open to them because a lot of companies um, in the travel space and outside of it don't even necessarily tell people when they're hiring, um, we found. We did a survey, and about half of the respondents said they don't even put up a post when they are when they have a new job to fill. So we're trying to, to get it so they're going to consider a more diverse range of folks from different backgrounds. And then the macro is using tourism as a means of economic development. So we work with different destinations. Once again, speaking with folks in Africa, but specifically in New York, we connected both Staten Island and Queens with uh, New York University, who did studies about the economic impact of tourism in those boroughs, which sounds like something that probably somebody had done before, but it hasn't because those statistics are all about the city overall and not the specific boroughs. Mm. So that's our micro to macro. No, that's great. Um, definitely sounds like you've got a lot. You got you got a lot of work ahead of you. Um, but definitely, um, I see that you have the vision, and I see that you are definitely focused. Um, so that that's exciting. I, I look forward to hearing and seeing great things out of yourself and your company. Um, so where where can people um where can people find you? Where can they find information about Travel Fest for the upcoming years? And get, give them all that information, please. So the New York Travel Festival, you can find us all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, NY Trav Fest. Travel Unity, it's Travel Unity all over social media. As for myself, my name is spelled R-O-N-I-W-E-I-S-S. You'll find me that way on Twitter and Facebook. On Instagram, I'm Ronnie Graham, R-O-N-I-G-R-A-M. So I end up being pretty easy to find. So if you're in the travel space, or not-for-profit, education, workforce development, interested in those sorts of things, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to people. We have a good network that we've already built up, but obviously are always willing to talk to potential partners, and um, I'm always happy to talk further with, with folks, so feel free to tweet at me or, or reach out. 
All right. Well, hey, Ronnie, appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you.